Uh, this is Catherine Rachel. We have some real fun announcements to make. Um, we have two Twitch streams planned. We have a Twitch channel, uh, Twitch TV slash WrestleSplania, I believe. Yes. And uh, the first one is going to be, we're going to stream during Double or Nothing, AEW's debut event. Uh, that is May 25th at 8 p.m. We're going to start streaming at 7 for the pre-show. So definitely join us for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then we also have something going on the next week. Thursday, May 30th at 8 p.m. We are going to be streaming all night and uh, soliciting donations for the Yellow Hammer Fund, which is a reproductive rights charity in Alabama. Um, and basically, it's going to be the same as when we Twitch uh, fundraised last year. The amount of money you give us, the longer a clip we will watch. So you can make us watch whatever weird wrestling nonsense you want come hang out come raise funny money for a great cause uh and please send us some terry funk music videos to watch oh my god please <laughs> uh right. and let's raise some money together to do some good work yeah we'll see you then Welcome to WrestleSplania, the podcast where wrestling enthusiast Kath Barbadoro introduces wrestling to me, Rachel Millman, a new fan. Hi, Rachel. Hi. Long time no see. I know. Yeah, we uh, we took a week off from recording. We usually record every Monday night uh, because I was on the road. I was on tour. Thank you to people who came to see me do stand-up. It was super fun. I had a wonderful time. Shout out to uh, Alex Patak as well, my tour mate, who I think if you like our show... There's probably a significant chance you would like his show. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Because it's about Dragon Ball Super. (laughs) So we've both gone on it. Yeah. 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 Despite not watching anime, we have both been on his podcast, Ballin' Out Super. Um, So yeah, if you like leftist uh, funny wrestling analysis, you might like some leftist funny anime analysis. So check them out. And then he's on a more serious political one called Pod Damn America. So listen to those. former guest Jake Flores. Exactly. The Brooklyn podcasting community is very small. Honestly, because so Pod Damn America used to record in my basement. And I feel like if I had leaned into like a little more of like, oh yeah, do you want to record your podcast in my place? That's totally fine. I could truly become like the hub of like the same at maximum 30 people that everyone gets mad at online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can really become the central node in that network, but uh, let's not do that. Yeah. Uh, I would love to not be canceled <laughs> any further than I get myself canceled on other ways. Alex Patek though, very unproblematic. Just super. The best ally, just driving lady comedians to the woods and being a, uh, being nice and, and then not leaving you. them there, bringing then, them back. Exactly. And not, uh, not being a, creep because he's a nice married boy and scaring off people who are creeps it's great he walked me to the train once yeah very nice of him so shout out to him shout out to alex um yeah it was it was super fun i was like i we released a what is time to be alive episode yesterday that was fucking bananas because i had just gotten into town oh i'm actually really excited to listen to that one it's like it's it's not my best But it's a weird time. But it's special and it's individual. <laughs> it is. But <laughs> I, I'm very well rested now. I'm really excited to be doing this. I uh, lay in bed all day and just enjoyed being home and watched a bunch of some of my favorite wrestling, which is what we're going to talk about today. We're talking about one of my favorite dudes. Stone Pitbull. Yeah. Tom- Ishii. Tomohiro Ishii. Um, it's kind of surprising to me that I've waited this long to do an episode on him because he really is one of my favorite guys. I mean, he's so utilitarian that you when you see him... You're like, oh, he's so fucking great, but because he's so good at blending in, that I, it, I, I, it doesn't make sense, but like it, 
I understand why we've waited this long to do Ishii. Yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of like Ishii's strength and Ishii's weakness is that he's like so unbelievably consistent um, and he's good with anybody. And so he's never been like super top guy, epic, crazy, dynamic guy because he's just sort of like old dependable to New Japan. So that kind of is a perfect intro to like my theory on him, which is essentially that he's a character actor. Elaborate on this theory. So, you know, character actors are always like, they remain consistent in every movie they're in. They're great. Richard Jenkins is always great at playing a Richard, one of the three main Richard Jenkins characters. Yeah. Um, and for those who don't know who Richard Jenkins is, probably the most recent big thing would be he's the uh, gym manager in Burn After Reading. Which is kind of this great combination of like all the Richard Jenkins characters at once. And he's an excellent character actor, but he remains so consistent in everything. And he's really good at making the other people that he's in movies with look good. Mm -hmm. And, you know. Yeah, just, you know, classic, oh, that guy. Yeah, like, yeah. He's very good at being, oh, that J guy. Your J.K. Simmons is. Your, yeah. uh, like... He's kind of risen above this, but like early Paul Giamatti, like or, that yeah, kind of or thing. the Gary Oldmans, the Gary Oldmans, the Sam Waterstones, like people like that oh, that are just like classic. That's a good one to name. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting now. I think in talking about character actors, because part of what a character actor is and a classic character actor, I think has really changed in terms of how people talk about pop culture because it's now it's cool to like character actors. Right. Exactly. Uh, the one that just popped into my head because we talked about it on what a time to be alive in my delirium was Bob Balaban. That's a classic great one. And like, just to your point of people like now there's a lot more attention paid to people like that, as opposed to like your conventional leading men. We were talking about, uh, people who are crazy Bob Bal Bob Balaban fans, uh, AKA Bob Balistans, Bob Balistans, uh, yeah. the, the Bala boys. <laughs> Ooh, I like are, the Bala boys. People are really into Bob Balaban. Yeah. And there's, it's I'm a Bala boy for Ishii. Totally. Ooh. He's like my dude. I really like, he is totally always the bridesmaid, never the bride, but like he is to me like one of my absolute favorites. I, he's, you know, it, it charismatically speaking and like as a presence like he's no Tanahashi but like he fucking delivers he delivers so hard he, he is the Laura Linney of wrestling yeah man <laughs> another thing about uh pop culture and like the way people talk about character actors now is now it's a fun sort of sub subculture I think of uh being gay and on the internet is that you love <laughs> women character actors yeah, too. Yeah, yeah so like patricia clarkson had a big moment in gay twitter but like yeah he's i'm trying to figure out like the balaban boys uh, but what's the term for that with patricia clarkson clarkson mm, the clark stands clark stands patricia pussies sure yeah <laughs> i could do this all day but we probably shouldn't because this is about ishii who will come up with a name for him by the end. Yeah, we'll think like, about it. Like, what's our stand name for Ishii? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll be brainstorming. Stone Pit Bitches? Stone Pit Bitches. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> it's a little derogatory. I don't know if I want to be called a pit bitch, but... Uh, <sighs> yeah, we'll it's a little too close to Ring Rat, which is not a term I enjoy. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll think about it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just... And it's so interesting because he's so the opposite of so many wrestlers that become like big stars. And I think that's also why he's sort of always second fiddle, but he consistently delivers some of the most exciting matches on any card he's on. And to me, it is entirely in the way his matches are structured because he's not 
a flamboyant character. He, as um, one of our listeners put it, he looks like a fire hydrant wearing bike shorts. I think about it. I think about that all the time because when we went to New Orleans last year and I didn't, I knew like, we're going to say seven faces, right? maybe 10. <laughs> and we went to that Rev Pro show. We went to, you were like, I love him. And I was like, how am I going to be able to pick him out? And you're like, he's going to look like a fire hydrant wearing bike shorts. <laughs> and th- that description delivered. It really did. As Ishii delivers. <laughs> it's exactly it. Yeah. He's just like this little, little dense looking man <laughs> who like comes out to very little fanfare. His theme song fucking kicks ass. Yeah. It's really good. But he just sort of walks out, barely acknowledges the crowd is he moves his arm arms like he's on marionette string. Yeah. He's like just he looks like a puppet. His, he raises his shoulders to his ears and just kind of waddles out. We're doing impressions of it right now. <laughs> I have more Muppet wrist to mine, but <laughs> we did uh, for Splania Mania. We were trying to brainstorm what to do before the show started. And one of the things we thought of doing was an Ishii walk contest. <laughs> Because it's it's a really fun walk to imitate. I want drag queens to specifically do like the Ishii thing. Can you imagine like the Ishii drag? It'd be so good. What would that be? He's so nothing. He's like the opposite of drag. Can you imagine contouring your full body to look like Ishii's though? It'd be so much fun. An Ishii illusion. An Ishii illusion. Would I be just a lot don't know if it'd be possible because he's just like he's such a no frills. It's interesting because the first match we watched was Shibata, and that's kind of Shibata's gimmick. But like Ishii, even more is just like. He's not even like tall or good looking. Like, I'm okay. I we've talked about this. He's my boyfriend. Like, I think he's like, but he's not like. But like next to Shibata, I get it. Yeah, I'm just, like I'm defending your man. I, I totally respect that. But like, he apart from that amazing uh, music video we watched, where he's the love interest. And, uh, you know, this, I'm putting my hands like, to my cheeks. Japanese pop star is going crazy over Ishii in a suit. Okay. This is the other thing. Ishii out of ring is a fucking pimp. Like he is a, he <laughs> is always wearing like Armani and he has these little sunglasses and you're just like this man, like this man fucks. Yeah. But he's the only person I think we have paid individually for Mark picks for. Yes. Yeah. And it was well worth it. Like that dude fucks. <laughs> But in ring, he's so like he just comes to the ring with very little fanfare. He's very minimalist in like his sort of presentation of what wrestling is. He's just a mean motherfucker who headbutts you and chops you and uh, is really tough and no sells and like takes a lot of takes a lot of punishment and stuff. And that's all cool. But I think the thing that really sets him apart isn't any of that. It's the the architecture of his matches the way he uses the no selling and when he chooses to use it and things like that that's really what makes his matches special to me like when i'm when i'm when there's an ishii match on the card i know it's going to be good because ishii planned it and that's why it's good like also he's a great performer in performing this character that's kind of uh understated but i think the real thing is that the, the match structure is really, really great. Yeah, I think that's a really, really good point of like, and that was the thing I noticed is that all of these had a, had a very similar build. And I don't use similar in a way to mean like, oh, I was bored or he's like right. leaning on his things. It's just they built similarly, but he mirrored whoever he was with in very, very different ways. And part of that is because he's a blank slate and I'm projecting onto him and I'm projecting what I want to project because I like him because he's a good performer. But the other part of that I do think is rooted in reality is that like he, whatever he's really good at me. So like the Shibata match, which is the first one we watch is short. It starts off like a bomb. 
Yeah. Of just like, it just goes and they're chopping each other like crazy and it's so much fun. And you can tell that they're having fun. And that doesn't happen in every Ishii match, I feel. Some of them, he's there to like be mean and teach that string bean, Zack Sabre Jr., a fucking lesson (laughs) for once. But this one, he's more outwardly having fun, I feel. Yeah, I think like like fun for Ishii, which is getting kicked in the chest. (laughs) I think your point of like him mirroring other people is good. And I think that also speaks to what you said about him as a like as a the wrestling version of a character actor where he can he adapts to people's style, but he doesn't do what they do. It's not that he um, it's not that he becomes Shibata like or Okada like or Omega like, but he he changes what he does and the counters and everything to very specifically complement what the other person is doing. Yeah. And to make them have a really great match, which is like an incredible thing. And I think that these strengths that we're talking about are strengths that Ishii has specifically because he is kind of a late bloomer in wrestling. And I think these are all things you learn through experience. And there are things that are like, if you're like an incredibly athletically gifted wrestler, you don't necessarily have these things. Like I think that somebody who is sort of like the polar opposite of Ishii is like a Will Ospreay who can do incredible things and is a really impressive performer, but is also not a particularly giving person to wrestle. Like if you're wrestling Will Ospreay, you're Will Ospreay is kind of going to do the same stuff and it's not going to be like particularly thoughtful in its sort of architecture or structure. It's just going to be Will Ospreay doing what Will Ospreay does, which again, like we try not to be negative on the show. I know he's like not really for me, but it's also just like, I do want to point out he can do amazing stuff, but he's also really young. Yeah. And he's, this is stuff you learn from experience. Well, that serves my character actor point. Yeah, Which totally. is that character actors become character actors because they've been doing the craft for years. Yeah. And like, you know, you, there, and then there are actors who have a lot of potential, but it's like, Leo, you cry and scream in every movie. Right, right. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I just compared Will Ospreay to Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio, but I think you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, so the, the Shibata match we watched is from the 2013 G1, which was sort of considered kind of a breakout Ishii tournament and uh, a breakout year for him, which, again, like... His breakout year was in 2013. His debut was in 1996. Yeah, he's been he's been doing it for a long time. He's been doing it for a really long time. And I think there are a lot of things stacked against him that prevented him from having earlier success. Namely, just that he's little. Yeah, he's height. And he's not like a super charismatic guy the way that a lot of the other people we talk about on the yeah. show are. And like we obviously think he's very, we've talked about it in multiple episodes that we think he's very handsome, but there is a quantitative difference between a Shibata handsome yeah. and an Ishii handsome. Yeah, like Ishii, we love him, but like that's not, people aren't buying posters of that, like uh, of that little. I mean, we are, but we <laughs> we have brain worms. I really wanted to buy an Ishii keychain at Mania Weekend and he was sold out of them. And oh. I was really bummed. Like someone in front of me got like the last one. I, I will so say bummed. this is that Shibata was like right there when we met Ishii yeah. and we were like, oh, we got to meet Ishii. Yeah. I yeah, kind of yeah. wish I'd also met Shibata because everybody said he smelled really good. Yeah. He's God. We'll get into it. <laughs> so before we get into the matches, I do want to point out too this idea of like with experience, all of the matches we're watching for this are G1 matches, which I think is really interesting because like the G1 is a tournament right so it's all of the guys in the G1 are wrestling a ton like 
they they wrestle like a singles match like every night for like a month and Ishii in particular seems to really really shine in these tournaments like that is where a lot of his best matches are and he's consistent but like that seems to be where he really shines and this is probably me projecting but I was thinking about it and like I just got off of tour right and I was doing half an hour of stand-up every night and I am I just got back and did a 10-minute set uh last night in New York and I was just thinking about it in contrast to my like sets before I left. And it's like, wow, I'm like really, really good at stand up right now because it's because you're working out because I'm working out because I'm doing it every single night for long periods of time. And so I was just thinking about that with like Ishii in these tournaments being so good. It's like, well, you're getting to do all of these singles matches in a row. Like you're on your game in that point you're in the zone and uh I, I as somebody who we characterize as like a journeyman i think that makes a lot of sense that that would be when he does his best stuff yeah that does ma- that makes complete complete sense to me uh and i just maybe maybe it's also like the the time limit too where he's like okay i want to do my thing yeah. and i'm going to de- get it done in this amount of time i don't know i just all of them were very very good but the first one the first one we watched is shibata um, and Shibata's hot. Wow, he's hot. Uh, We've watched, I think we watched a little Shibata before, but you probably haven't seen one, that much. Yeah. Uh, one other match, I think. Um, and like, I've been waiting on it because I know he's really special. And I've seen that wonderful shout out to that. I think, unfortunately, now deleted I Like Jason tweet of the Shibata chops on Okada set to Hard Knock Life. Oh, yeah, that's really, <laughs> it's a good. really good tweet. <laughs> It's so good. Um, and I've watched a bunch of clips of that and just been like, oh, that's a speaking of me and motherfuckers. Yeah. This is how far in I am, too, is that like you called Ishii a mean motherfucker. And I like I know he's I can factually know he's mean and ring, but I'm like, oh, he's so sweet. Look at his lack of neck, which is <laughs> one. I'm nuts. That's how I consume media Two, Oh, my God. I this is all I do now. Yeah. <laughs> there's also, I feel like there's also very compelling evidence that r- real life Ishii is not mean because he's like, number one, the funniest person in all of the Yano DVDs. <laughs> like He's like the most game for it. And number two, he has this amazing travel blog where he just posts like, like stew he made. <laughs> it's like really cute. I feel like there are a lot of parallels that we can make between him and Samoa Joe. Yeah, definitely. Of like, because Samoa Joe is like a, a super mean motherfucker yeah. in ring, but out of ring, he's like funny and normal and yeah. like goes to up, up, down, down and just drinks beer in a <laughs> bowling alley and makes fun of like Billy for being a bad bowler and right. Peyton. Right. So I- Ishii definitely has that. And like, he, yeah, there's all these weird pictures of him and Okada. Like, <laughs> they do this thing where they like, pose weird and like pass a drink between each other and it's whatever explanation there is for it is in Japanese and I don't know but it cracks me up and it's super weird it's in jokes on the same level of like like you know it's not a shock that we brought them up uh, but like Dustin and Greg and like I sent weird there's photos in the doc for this then I sent one a cat one of the photos of this in joke they have where they're passing each other a drink in weird ways and it's like which one is the Dustin and which one is the Greg it's hard to tell I think Okada's the Greg I think you're probably right. Yeah. I think Okada's the Greg. Yeah. Um, especially because Okada and Greg are like pals. Like yeah. that just makes sense to me. Yeah. But, they're uh, both goofier. Yeah. And they're like just like big and lanky and like weird. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. They're but like 
they, it's it's such a fun contrast of like this mean necklace man, right? And then a big goofball doing this like extended years long in joke <laughs> of like I'm gonna pass you a drink all weird. I have a feeling it's sort of kind. It's like when you used to ice people with a smear off yeah, ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's their version of that. For <laughs> I sure. will say I do want to add though. Um, we both met Ishii at a at the at WrestleMania weekend, and uh, he will not break character if you meet him. He is very like <laughs> he is very stern. Very he will totally no sell you. Uh, because I was like, I was beside myself. I was so excited because as we've already established, I want Ishii to be my sugar daddy. Um, <laughs> he's my grown and sexy boyfriend who like ignores all my friends and just sits on his phone and then pays for dinner. That's like my like relationship goals with Ishii. But so I was, I was like so excited to meet him and also kind of playing it up because it's funny. Yeah, it is funny. And I could not get him to break. Like he was just, he just was like, yeah and his he said, grunts were really good he said something in japanese to like his like handler but i don't know what it was but like when i came up and i can only assume it was like this girl's crazy they're like <laughs> she seems really nervous or something like that because i was like oh my god <laughs> i was like hi i'm a really big fan yeah. of yours. <laughs> like the whole time so he, he commits to the bit for kayfabe and i respect that um but yeah this match with shibata is awesome and this is like kind of one of the things that led to him be having like a little bit of a breakthrough. Cause when he first came to new Japan in like 2006, I believe he was Yano's tag partner. And which is so funny. It's perfect. It's, it's such a perfect contrast. So he's having this singles run in this G one and people are like, Oh shit, this guy can really work. And yeah, you, you love this match. I watched it twice. I actually, I watched every match for this episode twice because one, there's so much happening in every Ishii match somehow. And two, they're short enough that I was like, okay, I can do yeah, it. That's the beauty of the G1. <laughs> yeah, it really is. God bless it. Too bad I almost never watch it live because like I have a dog shit sleep schedule, but I'm trying to not make it worse. <laughs> and the G1 is made It'll for ruin that. It, yeah. Oh boy. Um, but this match, it's only 12 minutes, which is crazy, but it's so good. It just starts off exploding and hitting each other. And the reason I said you can tell that they're having fun is is the fact that they decided to do this spot where they're like yelling at each other to hit each other. Yeah, there's a lot of the patented Ishii no-selling in this, and they they both kind of do it back and forth. Um, and this one actually, like, I'm really glad you liked it. Uh, I liked it too, but this was probably my least favorite just because I think there was a little too much of that no-selling, just for me personally, like to my preferences. Um but it is really fun and the audience really likes it. And I think the like big thing that seems to be a commonality with all of the Ishii matches that I've seen and why I like him so much is that the crowd is always going apeshit. He designs a match with whoever he's working with to get the crowd to go apeshit. And yeah. that is absolutely what's happening here. And I think that um, the, with the no selling, I think again that the length of this match gives that more strength. Because mm-hmm. if it were half an hour of no selling we would be like, okay, come on, can you right. sell anything? And two, you would probably, you specifically would be very upset because you'd be like, that's too much brain damage for my enjoyment. Of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some pretty gnarly looking headbutts in here. And of course, um, Shibata, uh, and headbutts. I mean, that's like why he doesn't wrestle anymore because he headbutted himself into a coma briefly. <laughs> so this is all, this is pre that, of course, yes. that was in 2017. And Ishii still does headbutts. Yeah. Um, but this headbutt compared to the headbutts I've seen him do in recent matches, like it's, I wonder if he changed it up after Shibata because 
the the ones I've seen recently seem a lot more worked than the ones they're doing in this match. Yeah, these I, ones look pretty pretty bad. <laughs> And by bad, I mean, like, also really cool. And I was like, oh, shit. What? But bad. What would be worse to take? An elbow strike from Ishii or a headbutt from Ishii? I mean, these His elbow strikes look fucking gnarly. Yeah. These days, I think a headbutt. Like, I, I don't think a headbutt is really that bad because it's more like a headbutt is a headbutt communicates that the person giving the headbutt doesn't give a fuck more so than it does like look particularly painful. Whereas like Ishii, I could watch Ishii forearm, forearm people forever, which is why I loved um, at the beginning of this year, the Ishii Nagata feud. Cause that's all they did. And yeah. it was like awesome. And like Ishii Suzuki is always just a bunch of forearms and it rules. Um, so I think I'd probably rather take a headbutt, but I'd also be like, I don't want Ishii to headbutt anybody because his poor brain. I don't want him to headbutt my head. I would let him headbutt like a particularly weak shoulder. I think that would be fun. Uh, Can I talk a little bit about how hot Shibata is before we move on? Only a little, (laughs) only a little. Okay. We watched this match around the same time and, you know, Splania historians could probably figure that out because we both tweeted about Shibata's dick. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) The man wears a cup and it's great. Yeah. So my tweet wasn't necessarily about his dick because I'd heard that he wore a cup and I look, I'm, I want to believe because it looks like a big giant hog in his, in his little black, black trunks. But I feel like you wear a cup for something that's that big. That's true. It's, if it, it's a lot of surface area, you need to cover it because it's a big target. That's very true. But yeah, we He's do just have being tactical. We do have a, a man on the inside who has confirmed. Yeah, I did. I did some research about <laughs> whether or not a cup. he wears a cup. <laughs> um, but he still has this like. He's so hot, but he's so hot in a way where it's like, I don't know if this guy knows he's hot. No, that guy knows he's hot, but he is aggressively casual about he's, it. He's chosen to not lean in. Like several of our former guests, <laughs> we will not be naming. Um, I, I really like that he's hairy. I think that's cool and also hot, but also like, again, adding to this sort of like casual hotness of like, he doesn't, he's, he's not like particularly tanned. He's clearly very muscular but he doesn't look they don't look like vanity muscles like his whole thing is that he's a no-nonsense serious uh wrestler dude his whole thing was he's the wrestler that was his gimmick yeah no nonsense nothing he's just there to kick you um but also it's like also by the way i'm like extremely fucking handsome he's also (laughs) i like he has you know a great body and he's a lot of fun to look at from the neck down from the neck up great cheekbones also great yeah just like a hot person a really hot guy and yeah we saw him in real life and like very hot he looks like he smells good which is absolutely he looks like he smells good just like naturally like he doesn't put on cologne he just like smells good but yeah i said like he has the the like casual uh like low-key sex appeal of just like a big dick in sweatpants where it's like not sweatpants designed to accentuate the dick just those kind of sweatpants and the kind of big dick where like they walk and you just happen to see it every once in a while. And like, they don't, you're not even sure if they know. If I were a guy, I would feel the same sort of mixed up way that I feel about really hot girls on Instagram. Yeah. What do you mean? I'm just kind of like, I know I shouldn't hate you because it's regressive, but like, fuck you. But I'm mad that it's like, yeah, I'm mad that you're this hot. (laughs) That makes sense. I'm sorry to betray my, uh, my boyfriend Ishii by talking about how hot his opponent is, but I just wanted to, 
Credit where credit's due, man. Shibata's really hot. And he's a really good wrestler. We're definitely going to do an episode We're on gonna, him. We're definitely going to do an episode on him. And, like, but, you know, he's, it's also, it. he's gorgeous. But, like, this match just fucking goes off in, like, a really great way. I loved it. I think if you were going to be like, hey, which one do I watch? Watch this one because it's short and it's fucking brutal. And then you can add us and give us your theories on Shibata's dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we are. It's yeah. fine. I, uh, I'm, I'm glad we like disagree. I feel like it's good that there are opposing opinions. Not that I like didn't like this match, but it, it wouldn't be the one I recommend. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I just think the shorter, the better. If somebody was, you want to, if you want to sell that, somebody yeah, on yeah. something, the shorter, the better. It's fucking awesome for sure. I just think it's interesting to watch sort of the progression of Ishii as a singles wrestler. Yeah. And like, I, and I said, like, I think one of the things that makes him, such a good wrestler is that he's very thoughtful about his um, spots. And I think that this, he uses the no selling to great effect here. And this is like a really exciting match, but it seems like the, the choices of when to no sell to me, in my opinion, get more refined as you go on. I think that's correct. But, but I think if you want to introduce somebody to something, yeah. give them a lot of the no sell. Yeah, for sure. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The next match we watched was uh, Ishii versus Okada in the 2016 G1. And uh, this one went to like 23. doesn't really matter exactly how long the match is. It almost goes to the full end time. Yeah. And it has some good good entrances too. I think this is... I don't think in 2013 Ishii had his current um, music or entrance. This is like the first thing we watched I think that had the full... Like with the sirens and the... I'm pretty sure he didn't because like a lot of slightly older New Japan videos, when he won, it just goes completely silent because they're playing music that they clearly no longer have the license to. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. totally. Um, But yeah, so you get like the awesome Stone Pitbull graphic, Tough and Hard, just the best. Tough and Hard. (laughs) Him and... uh, So he has Tough and Hard and then... Uh, Daisuke Sakimoto, who we're seeing this summer, who I'm super fucking pumped about. Oh my god! Um, he has I'm hard, which is just like wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's, it's it's very good. Like you don't want to, because it's always fun to be like tough and hard. That sounds like porn, and you don't want to do that. I don't. I don't like to do that too often because one, we already have a reputation for being the horny show, and I can't <laughs> believe I'm complaining about that when we just spent five minutes being like he's wearing a cup, but it's still really big. Uh, <laughs> But, like, I don't want to do it too much because I don't want to lean into it too hard. Sure. Because, you know, I I love to have my cake and eat it, too. Right. I mean. In terms of objectifying wrestlers. <laughs> we're, like, we, we're talking very seriously about wrestling. We just also notice when someone probably has a big dick. That's all. <laughs> we can have both. It's hard to not notice. <laughs> They're in tiny, tight clothing. But, yeah, tough and hard. Tough and hard. Very good. Tough and hard is... Oh, by the way, actually, uh, I did want to bring this up because I don't I think I think most like super weirdo fans like like us know it, but probably other people don't. Um, So if you ever see Ishii, often people call him one for one. And uh, that's because in Japan, in Japanese, E is one and she is four. So Ishii is one for one. I didn't know that before right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you see like when people say one for one or whatever, that's that's why. So Ishii. 141. 141. Stone Stone Pitbull. Stone Pitbull. So this is has like Okada is in his like 
jacket and in his little shorts. This is prime Rainmaker Okada for sure. Yeah, and it's so good. I like this because along with Ishii being such a, you know, consummate no-seller, it's that he also has a, it's, he's, you feel like he's full body rolling his eyes at like Okada's like grand entrance and it's so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, I think that, um, and so we watched all of these matches with Japanese commentary. Um, so I don't know what the story is that commentary is telling about this, but to me, like when I watch this, Ishii and Okada, we've already established through their extracurricular activities, they're pretty good friends. They're in the same faction at this point. So like I said, Ishii started as um, Yano's tag partner. That was when Yano was in Makabe's faction, Great Bash Heel. Um, But that whole faction turned on Makabe and Hanma and uh, I can't remember who else, but if you're listening, you're probably yelling the name. Anyway... uh, (laughs) So when Nakamura started Chaos, all the people in Great Bashiel turned on Makabe and went to Chaos. So Ishii is in Chaos. Okada is like the ace of Chaos, like their big star. Yeah. So they're faction mates, and Okada is like the alpha dude of the faction, and Ishii is this sort of supportive second fiddle. And so when I see this match, I see second fiddle taking out all his resentment on the showboating guy who, you know, always gets the glory. Mm. So that's, that's how I'm reading all of that sort of like, you know, you have all this pop and pomp and circumstance. I just come out here in my little bike shorts and fuck shit up. (laughs) And it's great. It's really good. I wish he sold his little bike shorts. Can you imagine wearing those while you lift at the gym? They, you wouldn't think about it because he's not shaped this way, but like they look like Fashion Nova bike shorts. Like Fashion Nova loves selling bike shorts with weird prints on them like that. <laughs> and I would 100% buy them. Would I, again, I talked about, you know, how drag queens could like contour their body to look like him. I actually <laughs> do think the shorts are part of the contour they, is that they make him look even rounder. They are like the least flattering ring gear I've ever seen. Like, that they make his body even more confusing which is usually not the goal of ring gear (laughs) and i respect it so much so what i also really like about his ring gear is that like he looks even round somehow rounder in the middle he looks like the fattest dachshund yeah but he looks so round that it makes his legs look skinny and i had i like i kind of have to do this every time i watch an ishi match um especially when i see him live is that like in my in my mind's eye, it's like he's rounded in the middle and he has these skinny little legs. He does not have skinny little legs. He has like pure like pieces of muscles. Yeah, uh, to carrying him around. But because he's so round looking, you forget, and then you see his like giant little calves, and you're like, oh my god, this man is built from head to toe. He's just built different than what I'm used to looking at. <laughs> yeah, I think the parallel to Samoa Joe here is very apt because I think. Ishii like while he is round he's not there's not a lot of fat on him he's he's very like he's just stocky he's like he's really like I said very dense looking (laughs) and like like Samoa Joe it's like he looks strong in a way where he got strong from uh beating people and not from like lifting weights like he got strong from fucking knife edge chopping people and forearming people into oblivion and that's why he looks like that like it's a very like everything about Ishii it's very functional it's utilitarian exactly. yeah but that's also I think that's probably the excuse for like his little 
trunks sure yeah and definitely. like i would love to know the story of why they have the extra rim on them because it it's actually i have to say like the rest of his body not convenient to a wrestler who's trying to pick him up by the neck or anything yeah like, what the fuck do you grab yep that but, happens in in several of these matches yes. people do moves that try to go for his neck and they can't get them done and it's very funny. i wish they leaned into that more <laughs> and it was like very cartoonish like imagine like you know I feel like Taguchi probably has tried to hit his neck with his butt and done like a whole bit where yeah. he's like, I can't find it. Probably. But either way, he does his uh, his opponents a favor because even though he doesn't have a neck, because he has that huge extra rim on his pants, they have something to grab yeah, as yeah. opposed to nothing. Because, yeah, he's just like a big pebble. Like there's no other like <laughs> edges or anything to grab on him. He's just like, <laughs> he's just like a river stone. <laughs> <laughs> You could you could skip that man across an entire river. Not even a stream or a creek, a goddamn river. Yeah. <laughs> to eat you pinging. <laughs> oh my god, that's really good. Thank that's, you. There's the rock, he's the pebble. It's that's how it works. That's a monster factory joke. That one I stole. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really good though. Really good. I'm glad you like that so much. It's like it's <laughs> technically very mean, but it's done from a place of like I like you so much I say that it I want to figure out how to insult you. <laughs> I say it out of love. <laughs> but yeah, like speaking of speaking of his neck, like Okada does a bunch of neck breakers in this, and they just seem to have no effect on Ishii at all. I uh, really I like I like the back and forth they have in this a lot because. You go in, and I had already looked at the photos of them being like goofy ass, f- fucking weirdos together. But there is none of that yeah. in this ring, which I thought was very interesting because it's him and Shibata look like they're having a lot of fun, and you can tell that he like likes Shibata. If I didn't know that he and Okada liked each other, I would think he did not like him fucking at all. In yeah, this. it's it's pretty. It's a pretty serious match. Like there, yeah, there isn't really any comedy in it. Um, there's. Uh, a bunch of like cool DDTs. I really like, I don't usually think Okada's DDT looks that good, but I like the way Ishii sells it, which again, as like a no necked guy is like, he kind of just stands up on his head for a second and then falls over. (laughs) And uh, Okada does one to him off the, like off the guardrails. Like he, he sort of props Ishii's legs up on the guardrails and then DDTs him on the cement floor. And it's crazy. I had to rewatch that one because I was like, Wait, who's hurting who here? <laughs> because Okada's way more hurt. This right, also- you have to because, like, in order to do a DDT, you have to like fall flat on your back. And if you're doing it out of the ring, that means you're falling flat on your back onto cement. Meanwhile, you're protecting. You're like the way the move is actually done. You're protecting the other guy from hitting any of the floor. So, yeah, but yeah. it's nasty because it's off the guard guardrail, and you're like freaked out by that. Sure, element. sure. So, like the psychology of the setup is really cool to me. This match has some of my favorite kicks out at one. Yeah. And uh, that's another thing that I think Ishii uses to great effect is he doesn't overdo it, but like he kick when he kicks out at one as like a sign of disrespect, it's like fucking awesome. Oh, it's, it's so, so cool. good. It's so cool. And I wish people used to kick out at one more. I, I yeah, feel. I think it like, I think it is really exciting when it happens. And uh, 
it's not overdone at this point, like a lot of other things that are exciting. And I think people should uh, should try to do more. I feel like the other reason I'm very excited by it is because they don't. We've been watching a lot of WWE recently, mm-hmm. and they don't do kicks out at one in WWE Almost very never, often yeah. because that's sort of th- specific to their style of storytelling. It's not. This isn't me trying to dunk on WWE for like once. No, but it's just. The, the way they tell the story and the way that everything is a near bit miss and you have to have more you have to have somebody screaming in the background uh, as opposed to this where with Ishii which is all about the no cell which is all about utilitarian him just mm-hmm. like doing a little like kick is very good to me yeah somebody pointed out to me because like i used to get annoyed at like the the people always kicked out at two and then somebody made a point that i thought was like that i had never really considered that i think is very true is it's like well if this were like a real fight it's like you would take as much time as you could down to get a second to catch your breath so like it kind of does make sense that you would kick out at two rather than one yeah because it's like okay i have like a second here I'm gathering my strength to make sure I can get my shoulder up. So like that makes sense. And so like kick out at one to me is like uh, a like total sign of disrespect. It's like I could have stayed down longer, but like I don't need to because you're fucking weak. Yeah. Which there's speaking of signs of disrespect. Another thing I really like in this is uh, Okada goes to hit the rainmaker pose and Ishii just uh, chops him. Oh, fuck. It's so good. They even do the zoom and everything and he just gets him. He's like, nope. (laughs) Fuck you. Yeah, I think your read on this is correct. Of like, stop doing your showboat shit. I'm your coworker. Right. We're working a shift. (laughs) Um, The other thing I like about the kick out at one, too, is that like it makes more sense story wise if we're to believe this as like, quote, end quote, real fighting um, for you to gather your breath. But it is also it's a meta text of disrespect to the story that they're trying to tell. Yeah. Which I really <laughs> love because it's like, you know, you have to, especially in comedy, when you drop a line, you have to be, you have to give it a, a beat of silence for yeah. it to like set in. And it's kind of similar in theater and in acting, which is like, you don't want to like scream your lines at each other. The audience has to absorb it. And I think it's the same principle here of like, wow, he just did a crazy finisher. And like, he might, he may, he might pin him. So taking that away is, and like, I'm not going to let this land. How dare you? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really fun too, especially because the knowledge of how people watch wrestling now and how adults watch wrestling now, it's just, it's a good move. I really enjoy it. He utilizes it super well in this match. Um, the last thing I have to say about this match is a, uh, also metatextual and I'm really looking for our listeners to fill me in on what happened here because there is a part in this match. I should have written down the timestamp. Um, it's like somewhere kind of, I think it's past the halfway point, but not that far past the halfway point where Okada is doing a series of drop kicks to Ishii. And there is one point where Okada kicks him and some some object seems to fly off of either Okada or Ishii out of the ring. And it looks like, I can't figure out what it is. Cause like, if you just watch it, it looks like it's like glasses or a toupee or something. Like it has that thing of like, it's getting kicked off of a head, but like, I can't figure out what it could be. Cause like it's the remainder of his eyebrows. Yeah. Like, what is it? Nobody has any of that on. And like, I can't figure out, it doesn't look like any of Okada's gear comes off, but there is like a little dark object that flies off of, of one of these men. And I rewound it so many times. Now I'm going to look for it. Yeah. I'll, we'll put, I'll find the timestamp and we'll put it in the notes. Cause like, it's driving me crazy. So listeners, Go watch this thing. Tell me what the fuck is going on. It is so weird. Um, 
But yeah, other than that, this was great. As are all Ishii matches. It As was are, super fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I really, it gave me something I really love in Okada, which is Okada's exhausted, irritated face. Yeah. Big fan of the that. Best. He's a great, like, cocky heel of like, why can't, why the fuck are you kicking out at one? Stay down. Stay down. You're my subordinate. Like, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. To It's, I loved it. This match is a ton of fun. And it's just... Again, like these are two these are two guys who are so so good at their jobs and yeah. like it really does does give Ishii opportunity to shine. Totally. I just god bless it. <laughs> so the last match we watched was um from this past year's G1 20, G1 2018. It was uh Kenny Omega versus Ishii and uh to me this is like a perfect combination because We've been talking so much about how Ishii is so understated and minimal, and Kenny is just the absolute opposite of that. He is <laughs> he is the biggest overseller, like the most flamboyant. And so it's it's just like this it kind of writes itself, you know? Like it's just this perfect combination of Kenny doing all of his Kenny shit and Ishii being tired of it. And him doing like Shakespeare lines while he has them on his shoulders, like really had me laughing. <laughs> it was really good. It's great. And it's so fun to just watch Kenny do all of his stuff and it not put Ishii down and Kenny just getting more and more annoyed. Like it's similar to the Okada one in that that's kind of the story of it. But I feel like it's even more sort of disrespectful of Ishii because like they're not even on the same faction or anything. It's yeah. just like, fu- it's fuck you and like fuck this style of wrestling. Yeah. And he was IWGP champion, I think, in this match. He was. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and again, speaking to Ishii's strength in the G1, I was super fucking hyped for this because Ishii wins, which means that he got a title shot against Kenny. And then their title match, I didn't think was as good as this. Like this, I think, was really perfect and uh this was my favorite of the ones that we watch i and and maybe it's because i did watch it like while it was happening not live in person but live on the website and uh someone fucked up her sleep schedule good for her i did (laughs) um yeah uh like we talked about ishii's forearms kenny is the one person who i think matches ishii in this in the brutality of his forearms his forearms to Ishii's head look really fucking bad and it rules yeah and to what you were saying earlier of like this guy being annoyed with him this is also when peak I think people were really frustrated with Kenny as audience members yeah because this is a few months into his title reign and he like hasn't really had any defenses and he's saying all that weird stuff about like that quasi racist stuff about New Japan yeah and like the, the workout times and shit and it was like a month after the um the chase and rants thing in Florida that everyone was mad at. So people really wanted to see Kenny get his ass kicked and they did. (laughs) Thank you, Ishii. Uh, yeah. So again, it's just a, it's a similar thing of like, can you stop it with your fucking peacock bullshit? But for me, it was fun because I didn't watch this in the G one because I was asleep. (laughs) Uh, and I'm really bad at going back and watching stuff later in tournaments. Um, and I hadn't seen Kenny in a while and like, it's just, it's fun to remember that he is really fucking good. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying all this stuff about how fun it is to watch Kenny get his ass kicked in this and it is, but it's also when I say that they're a perfect combination, 
It's also because he makes Kenny's stuff look awesome. Like, yeah, I think he actually did him some favors in this of like, everyone was like, oh, Kenny's flamboyant. And like, you know, the hyperbolic internet way of like, he's not even a fucking good wrestler. Yes, he is. You just don't like what he's saying at press conferences. Um, He really makes him look good. Yeah. um, I think that that's why it works is because I, I love Kenny's style of wrestling, but you can't have two guys doing that. Like that is too much. Kenny versus Will Ospreay is like is 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 a four hour improv show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's really when you think about it, like not that much difference to the way Kenny sells and the way like Dolph Ziggler sells, and people hate Dolph Ziggler. So like, Ooh, it's you know that got meaner. <laughs> that was a mean one. No, but but it's also the difference is like Kenny's move set is amazing, and like he he has a lot of things that Dolph Ziggler doesn't have. But um, yeah, you can't you just can't have two dudes overselling like crazy like that. Um, I I just think it's like doesn't work as well you 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 can only have one person kind of hogging all that attention I yeah guess. i agree and uh this this match is super fun there's a crazy part in the middle where uh kenny has ishi lying out sort of halfway on the apron and kenny does a double stomp onto ishi's chest and ishi like flips off the apron onto the ground and uh someone on commentary goes holy shit he does it twice and yeah it's really good it's really funny <laughs> I will say, like, watching these made me uh, really want to watch uh, more stuff with Japanese commentary because they get so fucking hype. Yeah. Like, I, I really like um, Kevin Kelly, and I, I think the commentary on the English commentary on New Japan is, is generally really, really good. But these guys get fucking like rowdy and it rules like <laughs> yeah i don't speak japanese but half the time they're just going ah! <laughs> and like yeah that's how i feel watching this that, a lot of the it time it translates really beautifully <laughs> it really does um yeah this match i because what i enjoyed about it is it's so disrespectful all yeah. the way through because <laughs> it starts off with kenny like like Ishii's rolling his eyes at like Kenny's whole thing right and then Kenny starts slapping him and he no sells it and you can see that Kenny's basically about to be like oh you knew your little no sell thing <laughs> yeah um and then he starts fucking with Kenny's hair which mm-hmm. I loved it's I loved it good. so much and then Kenny plays the drums on his little head Kenny plays the drums on his little bald head and starts like <laughs> dancing and uh yeah they're just being very rude to each other which again is like playing into this story that I've invented for this match, which is like, not only do I not respect you, I don't respect your interpretation of what we're doing right now, <laughs> which is like great. I, which is like kind of, I think what Kenny was trying to go for with the Tanahashi thing, but it ended up seeming racist. So like, yeah. but that idea of like the, Oh, you're yeah, like you said, Oh, you're going to do your little no sell. Oh yeah. Wow. You have no neck. Cool. I'm still going to knee you in the jaw like 9 million times. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it's it's super exciting. My favorite moment of disrespect in this, which I pointed out to you, is that uh, when he, Ishii picks Kenny up only with his fucking head, which is yep. great. Yeah, yeah. And then he tries to one-wing angel him, and the crowd loses their <laughs> minds. It's really, really disrespectful. And I love it. Yeah. Like, Kenny spits in his face at one point. Yeah. And it's just... it's in, It's... Not intense in a way of like, oh my God, they're going to die because it's like a half hour match, but it's just, it's intense in the best way I felt. I've just kind of like, yeah, they're going to fuck each other up. Yeah. I think that, um, I said earlier, I think the thing that makes Ishii so good is that 
the matches and obviously structuring a match is a collaborative process, but the common denominator in matches I feel this way about is him. So I'm going to credit him for structuring matches well. And I also think that that is one of Kenny's strengths. I think Kenny structures matches very well. Yes. Um, so these two working together, I think, is is really, really special. And this match is sort of maximally exciting because of that, um, because they're really smart about when they employ stuff like that, like when in the match you're going to try to do a one wing angel and stuff like that. Similarly, I think the false finishes and the sequences at the end of this were are super exciting and really cool. Yeah, I really didn't know which ways which way this was going to go, and I would have been happy with either. Um, I mean, it makes if I had thought more about him being champion at the time in the title shot, I would have been like, oh, that's what they're building towards. But even without that context, it was I was so so pumped by this whole match. Yeah, they're just like their exchanges are are so neat and it it builds in such a satisfying way and like I said, like every match we watch like the crowd is just going nuts and that's the whole point of this. Like if you can get the crowd to go nuts, you're that's success. Yes, so like Exactly. I just why why doesn't let Ishii have the title? Like he's so good. He would be such a good champion cuz he works well with everybody. This is like JK Simmons finally winning his Oscar. Exactly. Yep. J.K. Simmons gets an Oscar. Ishii gets the belt. Come on. <laughs> Patricia Clarkson Oscar nomination. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> we got to figure out our Ishii stand names still. Um, Maybe we can ask people that for that for that one. That episode that's a good that. one. Yeah. If you can think of uh, what you would call an Ishii stand, please. Ishiite. Ishii. That's so many eyes in a row. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's, you know, Arianators. <laughs> Ishii. Hmm. Tomo Tomo heroes like heroes. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> Great job. Oh fuck, I forgot to mention something during the Okada match. But whatever, we're kind of like doing that. I love when he gets on the top rope in the Okada match, and you yeah. hear the audience be like, "Ah, yeah." He does a, a superplex off the top rope. And yeah, it's, it's great, really good. But there's a lot of similar stuff like this in the Kenny match too. Mm-hmm. And again, this this match they do really well with um. He does a lot of headbutts in this, and as you noted, they're kind of worked. But a thing that he does in his favor is he gets so sweaty during this that the headbutt sounds louder because they're both all wet. Yeah. Um, Ishii also, there's a lot of spit involved in his performances, which I appreciate as someone who wants just more bodily fluids in wrestling in general. <laughs> there's I think it's so very many cool. fluids in this match. I also really like uh, the part where he gets Ishii pumps himself up by headbutting the turnbuckle. Yeah. Which you pointed out when we were watching it together, but I also thought watching it alone reminded me of Maki Ito and I really wanted them to fight (laughs) I think they should fight and I think she would actually die and I think she would be so happy to die in that way yeah it would kick ass it would be really really good but speaking of other bodily fluids there's some good blood in this match there is yeah they both get some good mouth blood which is pretty fucking sweet yeah and then at the end with the finish when he pins Kenny he they finally get blood on each other which I was couldn't wait for because I Kenny has so much blood in his mouth towards the end I'm like oh we might get it like it's some spit in the air and that's yeah. gonna be great but then <laughs> he pins him and the way he pins him he like mushes his mouth across Kenny's head mm-hmm. so he has Ishii's mouth blood all over him while he's getting pinned and it's such a rude way for it to end it's very rude it's very disrespectful yeah in uh in the best way yeah it just I just really enjoyed it because they set it up very well and they both set it up really well of like because Kenny's doing his like 
mumbling Shakespearean stuff of like, you will respect me and my uh, my anime DVDs while he's like trying to get him. <laughs> he does he does the you can't escape, yes. which is like where he does like a fireman carry thing and then he jumps up on the turnbuckle and does a moonsault onto them, which I always found very funny. And I think this is intentional. I'm going to give Kenny that much credit where he does that and people almost always escape. <laughs> like... <laughs> Because it takes him a really long time to set up because he has to say a thing and then like do a, two moves in a row. Yeah. And like, so most of the time people escape. Ishii did not escape. He did, you can't escape and Ishii didn't escape. So that was very interesting. What a good, you know, supportive player. Yeah. I think Ishii was just like, you can land on me and it'll, it'll be fine because nothing hurts me because I'm Ishii. Because <laughs> so I'm Ishii, yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. And this is sort of where I started working out my character actor take with you and that it's also like, I can't imagine being a character actor who's been like doing this you know their whole who's been who's been acting for 20 years and it's like and then you get this young upstart like I can't think of any character actors who are in Bohemian Rhapsody but like you know of just like and then you have this guy like doing me like I gotta put everything Stanislavski taught me and like so (laughs) to see that and to think about that with Kenny doing his whole like okay so I have to hit this and I have to do my pose and then I have to reference (laughs) this part of this video game and I'm going to do the anime thing and you cannot escape and like imagining somebody just being like shut the fuck up yeah (laughs) Shooting schedule is very good to me. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I just loved it. Uh, like, I love everything he does, and I don't understand. They were talking about this on Virtual Pros recently, where, like, everybody, it seems like, who watches and talks about wrestling in the West seems to all kind of universally love Ishii and think he's really great. Like, even if he's not their thing, most people respect that he's, like, a really great worker and, and you know, puts on really good matches. And yet, like, he's, like, a mid-carder. He's, like, barely ever held titles. He gets title shots occasionally, and they're always really good, but he never wins the title. And it's, like, what do you need? Like, this guy's so great. I just really I just really want him to have the title because he's, he's 43. So, you know, he, he kind of started getting great at wrestling when he was, like, in his mid to late thirties, which as someone who is a few years before that, that is what I'm hoping to do in my life. I just identify so much with a late bloomer. So, uh, (laughs) I just really am rooting for him. I really want that for him. I think it's like very inspiring for someone to be doing something for a really long time and not put it together until kind of later in life. And then, get their due because he clearly works his ass off well he loves he and zach obviously really get something out of fighting each other yeah he and zach have really great matches together yeah their match during wrestle kingdom i was like when you guys were putting this together i was like if we can't think of one that's a fucking great match and i will watch it again yeah especially because i was so distracted by zach saber jr's dick the first time (laughs) that i could probably do with watching that one again just for the wrestling for once what if somebody like specifically pixelated it for you that would be so so helpful. <laughs> if someone could just upload that match with just Zach's like bulge pixelated, I think I would like. I don't know. I don't know if I would or appreciate like a minion over it. Yeah, I don't know if I would appreciate that match more, but I would definitely appreciate it for different reasons. Yeah, I remember when we watched it. You were like, "Damn it, this is the one I wanted to watch because I want to be a serious Puro fan, and I can't stop." Yeah, staring. I was really bummed. <laughs> But yeah, Ishii rules. Uh, definitely watch these matches. Um, they're pretty short and uh, they're really great. And you will hopefully understand why we love him so much. Toma Hero's. 
Oh, I like that. <laughs> Tomohiros. I'm into it. That's what we are for sure. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. No. It <laughs> might not be like the full stand name, but like Tomohiros, yeah. It's, That's we, we just are. changed the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, that is our show. That is episode one of Tomo Heroes, <laughs> our new wrestling podcast where we only talk about Ishii. Heroes Plania. Heroes Plania. <laughs> um, if you enjoyed this episode, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash WrestleSplania. We do two full episodes a month specifically only for our patrons in addition to all the free ones we do. Um, donating supports all of that work and pays us for our time, which we really appreciate. It also helps us pay guests of the show, which we really love being able to do. Um, donors also get access to our patron only discord, which is a lovely place to watch wrestling. So definitely check that out. If that sounds like something you'd be interested in. Um, I don't think I have a ton of stand up to plug. I will be in Philly on June 7th at the good, good comedy theater. So, uh, if you live in Philly, come out to that. I have two other podcasts called, uh, what a time to be alive and lie, cheat and steal. So check those out as well. Um, and I have, if you are interested in uh, voting rights in Pennsylvania, my dad and I made a documentary about that exact topic. It's called Line in the Street, and you can stream it at lineinthestreet.com. By the time this comes out, we'll have had a screening in North Carolina, but I think we're going to be doing more and more screenings all over, which is very exciting. And then finally... Uh, we have our wonderful West Coast producer, LB Hunktears, who helps us put all of these episodes together, and this show would not be what it is without them. And uh, they are currently covering WWE for fanbite.com, and they have also launched their own Patreon for Hunkology, and you can assist them, them with that at patreon.com slash hunktears. Cool. All right. Thank you so much. We love you. See you, next, you week. next week. Bye. Bye. My lights are flickering. This is very exciting. That was weird. I was. I'm glad you mentioned it because I would have thought I was like having a stroke or something. No, no, no. (laughs) Our we're like so in tune that we're having strokes together. (laughs) I that was like a visual heart murmur. My goodness. Anyway, (laughs) you want to make a mark? I guess we should sort of leave that in. That's fun. I think it's fun, but we should.